Hello and welcome to the Research Connection Podcast, the show that brings current expertise and cutting-edge research and connects it with users in the community. This is a wonderful opportunity to talk about uh, French language in, in, in our area. And uh, I wonder if we could speak a little bit about some of the challenges that might be faced by teachers. It might be teachers in rural areas who are teaching multiple subjects and don't have the francophone background, or it might be teachers who are hired in a school and their French language isn't very strong, but they're trying to strengthen it as they go. Uh, could you talk a little bit about what that's like and some of the challenges that they might face and what they can do? Um, I think Eva will have a lot to say about that, but what I can definitely say um, are non-French speaking language uh, citizens um, be allies to our teachers, uh, whatever level they are, because they're coming in uh, to their jobs and working in conditions that are not always ideal, but they're, do, they're trying to do their best. Um, and they're trying to do their best, sometimes in situations where there's lack of resources. So instead of playing the blame game or constantly criticizing or constantly saying they could do better, I think that we should be offering support and giving them uh, tools uh, and uh, to, for them to be able to gain the confidence that they want to have and feel the power of the community that we tell our students is important. But if we tell our students that community is important, we should also offer that community to our teachers. Yeah, I, I agree. And if Tiki, you and I have spoken about different ways that, you know, even between the school division and the university, we could work together to, to better support our, our, our French teachers. And um, for many of the teachers that we have in the Brandon School Division, uh, they, they do have good French language skills. Um, and one of the things that we, we do find is that there are, no matter how good their French language skills are, is the teachers themselves are often very self-conscious of the level of their, their language ability. And, um, and, and this is just, that's part of a cultural thing. There's just this unspoken hierarchy between French spoken in France and Quebecois and Quebecois and Franco-Manitoban. It's, it's just something that exists and we just have to have to deal with. But um, in terms of, you know, the realities for a lot of the teachers in rural settings, there are many cases across the province where um, teachers are assigned, you know, are high, higher to a position. The position might not even advertise French required. And then the teacher comes in and finds out, what do you mean I have to teach French? If I knew I had to teach French, I wouldn't have applied. And so then there are lots of teachers that are in that position. We have uh, teachers who really want to speak French that want to either, you know, get back to the French that they had in grade nine and improve it, or if they want to um, improve their own language skills so they, you know, don't just teach grade four or five English program that they want to teach grade seven and eight, or you maybe even transition to the French immersion program. And that's kind of the, the area where I agree with Iftikia that, you know, we as a French education community could do a lot better to work together to make sure that there are lots of opportunities for those teachers to do so. Um, there are lots of programs out there right now. Um, again, because of the nature of the delays in provincial funding, we haven't had, um, we have the um, uh, Appels program at BU that was very good in helping teachers not just get together to learn new teaching strategies for French language programs, but also to get together and network and have a safe opportunity to practice their language skills. Um, with, another, with a number of the teachers, they might be very comfortable speaking to their students in a classroom, 
but very self-conscious about speaking to adults. And so with the programs like Appels or even from University of St. Boniface, they have the uh, fit and mini fit programs that are along the same idea where it's not just about um, pedagogy, learning pedagogy is also about learning, um, uh, developing your own language skills. So there are opportunities like that. We, we, in Brandon, we've taken very much more of a capacity building approach. So if I'm going in to help a teacher or to speak to a teacher, I'm not going in in a judgmental, you know, perspective at all. I'm going in purely as a, a, as a support for the teacher to find out where they're at with their language skills, what they need. Um, one of the tools that uh, we've used in the past is the um, from the uh, Canadian Association of Second Language Teachers. They have a, a language portfolio for teachers. And basically, it looks at very detailed at different aspects of language. It uses the European framework, which is a very standardized worldwide uh, scale of, of language ability, regardless of the language. And it was a very, very helpful tool. And one of the things that, that um, I, I, I told teachers when we were using this is that this is more for you than it is for me because it gives them an exact idea where they're at on the language spectrum and also sort of directs them as to what what they could um, do or what areas of uh, language skills they could better to work on to, to sort of improve their 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 language abilities and their mastery of the French language so we have lots of teachers who are in a position where they need to or want to improve their their language skills and um, our job is basically just to offer as many opportunities as possible to allow them to do so. And, um, you know, through the school division, we've got some uh, teams that, uh, that I've been working with where part of it is that we're not, we don't just support each other in, in um, you know, learning strategies and teaching strategies in the classroom. We also support each other for our own language abilities and giving that, uh, you know, more uh, safe environments where we can practice our language skills. For you, for... Um, if there if the university were to offer a course specifically for teachers that want to improve their french language skills what would you envision that course would look like when i visited the uh shiloh la source school my first month in brandon um, i remember many uh, teachers at la source saying that they when they finished their school year they wanted something in the summer they wanted to be able to either do something online or they wanted to be able to have the freedom of take it, taking it whenever they wanted. So I think that would be a really good idea to have something that's always offered in the summer. Um, that's not necessarily something through appels, but really something that's catered to, uh, to their needs. Um, so for instance, you know, if they want to, they're thinking about their, coursework for the following year and they're quite stressed about something then you know why not have something targeted for them if they feel like they they're really struggling with a cultural topic you know they're not really uh very knowledgeable for instance in the french revolution or they're not knowledgeable uh in the areas of you know they're they're working on I don't know, quebecois history uh and they want to be able to work a little more on that or for even for themselves you know they're like well what what does francophone history look like in canada uh you know what does that look like then they should be able to to uh enroll in a course as as a auditor or they should be able to have a course that's offered to them every summer. Um, but, you know, I'm not a specialist in how to build pedagogical structures uh, because I, I don't, um, I don't uh, work day to day with teachers in, in, 
the Bryan School Division you do. So I think that the first thing that I would do is really listen to you. <laughs> listen to what you think is necessary um, and how Brown University could help you because you're in the best position to know what you need um, and what your people need, um, which is not the same thing as what I would do as a professor in academia. Um, and I recognize that difference, but I also recognize that universities can do many things, not just one thing. And universities can be flexible and they can offer uh, the best solutions possible to make the university and the community thrive. So I would listen to you. Um, I guess what my question now would be, um, I'm really very curious um, to get to know more about what you think in your role, but also as a teacher and as someone who has um, a graduate degree as well, right? If I, if I remember correctly, you have a master's yep. degree in education. Uh, not um, in education, but I'm working on my master's in education. Oh, sorry. I have, another master, I have a master's in science other than that. Okay, perfect. Um, then how do you think having another degree that's not a degree in education versus a profile of a person whose only uh, background is in education, how do you feel one offers something that the other doesn't or that they offer approaches that can be beneficial to being a better teacher? Well, I strongly believe that the more interdisciplinary our education is, the stronger an educator makes us. Um, with, uh, like I, I have had um, educators in my career who uh, have been lifelong educators in education, um, but they also also had just a very narrow scope of what they could teach. Um, for educators that I have had in my career that have had more depth, more breadth in their own backgrounds, their own academic backgrounds, I have found that um, they had much um, more enlightened perspectives. They had much more open minds to uh, dealing with different challenges, problems, uh, and even learning. Um, what I found is, is the anyone who has who has that passion for learning, not just in one area but in many areas, then they're much more open to learning new things and just have that growth mindset where they're they're ready to take on different things they're ready to admit okay well maybe the way i'm doing things isn't the right way maybe i should be looking at other perspectives and when you are an educator you have to have that um that that ability to look at things from different perspectives because you know the students don't aren't you know little cookie cutter bodies in our classroom they are they come with different from different areas, different backgrounds. Um, we have, uh, you know, students who have, have um, uh, who are refugees, and so there's lots of things that we really need to be aware of um, and be able to understand in order to help the students the best we can. And I think if you have that um, that interdisciplinary mindset, then that can only be an asset in helping us be better educators and addressing um, the needs of our students. Yeah, thank you for that. I think it, it certainly makes me really understand how um, the field or the discipline of education has really changed across time and how every province in Canada has shifted towards a more technical approach to knowledge um, as opposed to uh, a more uh, wide and general 
approach to acquiring uh, knowledge and, and uh, life skills. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, in the 21st century now, more and more, we see that um, having very specific technical abilities and skills is really, really great, but it only takes you so far. Exactly. And in a system that requires more of us and in a world that is more uh, globalized and interconnected, even in a rural setting, because as you said, Eva, we have more refugees, more immigrants, our own students who are originally Manitoban themselves are confronted and engaged in a world that doesn't, that is not homogeneous. Um, and in that respect, having an approach and uh, models around us of people who um, don't abide to uh, a strictly technical approach, um, I think will allow for uh, our own students to see that they can do different things and they, they can themselves be opportunity seekers as opposed to only seeing themselves as relative risk takers. Well, thank you both so much and thank you, Jackie, too. It's been a pleasure to meet both of you, even through Zoom. And thank you for sharing your knowledge and your information and your expertise with us. We really appreciate it. I, I want to thank both of you as well. And I really want to thank Eva for uh, having accepted to be part of um, this conversation. And I look forward to um, working together in the future. Thank you for listening to the Research Connection podcast. You can visit our website for links to everything that was mentioned in the episode and for more Research Connection content at www.brandonu.ca slash bu-cares. Be sure to rate and subscribe so you can stay up to date with current research that impacts your community. Thank you.